plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. The trade edition of Warriors Plus Minus is here. Uh, we are maybe, what, um, eight and a half hours after the deadline. We've all got a chance to process it. And I, I kind of feel like this was pretty disappointing, <laughs> pretty underwhelming. The return of GP2, as predicted a while ago by Tim Kawakami. Not predicted, just thrown out there as... Pre- like nah, the most, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. nah, we're not. Nope, nope. We're gonna say you. We're gonna say you called it. Take Call up the tape. Rat. Call up the tape, Brian Smith. Put it in right here. Call up the tape from from no, early November. I'll put it that way. If you're the Warriors and this goes on for three more weeks, would you think about a Wiseman for Gary Payton trade? That's what you're talking about, right? You're not talking about value. You're talking about somebody who could fit right in right now. And if you move off of Wiseman's money, you could fit somebody like that. This is a deadline type thing. Back then, I just didn't think Wiseman was going to get him very much. And, you know, we've been talking about that. Like, they could move him. They should move him. They were going to move him. I just didn't see them getting a big – you know, I thought they could might even have to, like, get nothing for him. So, I think getting Gary Payton a second, who obviously fits them well, fits the locker room, fits everything, fits the need for perimeter defense, is a, is a good thing. Because I just didn't see – and I think it's been proven out – there wasn't a market for James Wiseman. There wasn't very much, and there was probably no market for James, for Moses Moody. It and, was such a low market that Portland just didn't take Wiseman. Yeah, it's like, well, you know what? Well, <laughs> well, it wasn't take, just take. that there was no market. There was just a very select amount of teams that needed James Wiseman or like could absorb the contract and give James Wiseman the playing time that that is clearly needed for him to become any type of NBA. But is player. Detroit really one of them? By the way, well, <laughs> they got playing you know, time. You, you, yeah, you see James Edwards. Apparently, he was number one on their draft board yeah. in 2020. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, you know, uh, they're I like Isaiah they Stewart. We love you, but step aside. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I saw hey, Isaiah way, Stewart. I think he's pretty good. But oh well. How oh. about them trading for Marvin Bagley at one deadline last year, and then? James Wiseman at the next deadline. Yeah, interesting. They got a, I don't know if you want to call it a fetish, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's close. One more. It, so what, what's interesting we're, about we're, the market. Is to beat still available? Maybe yeah. they pick him up too. I'm sorry. That's mean. I'm not trying yeah, to you, that, that was I'm, kind of a yeah, shot. That was, that was um, man, a shot from 09 too. Mean, wow. mean, mean, mean. Well, Steph Curry was in that draft. So, so his, I can't remember that one. His market essentially with Sadiq Bay, which is actually a pretty good market, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. What do you, you know? I think when we like a pretty good market this, based on what? Based on the Portland didn't want I mean, Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it just is Sadiq Bay for yeah. a number two pick is, yeah, from oh, the same no, draft, no, 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 from the same no, no, draft. No, no, draft I, I'm class, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to overhype what James Wiseman could have brought back. It was not that much. It just but, wasn't but nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sadiq Bay's. What do you guys think about that aspect of the trade? I was interested in that, yeah. I, I would I think that would have been fine. I think his contractual status might have spooked him a little bit, right? He's a restricted free agent coming up, or maybe the no, same no. as I mean, well, same, I don't, same as Wiseman. Same, same as Wiseman. Wiseman. So yeah, he's got one year left. You know, maybe it's a number they didn't love. They didn't love looking at that. It's and I think they, they they wanted a perimeter defender. I don't know. I think they wanted just somebody who can go guard somebody and 
maybe the Portland game. You shouldn't just react to one game. And then, like, man, we they don't they they've didn't been terrible people. at point of attack yeah. all year. They can't all stop year. the penetration. And we knew GP, we know GP2 can do that. We know like he isn't going to demand it. Like, he's gotten his top dollar. That's it. He's signed his deal. This is what he's making. That's done. They don't have to worry about it. Uh, and I think that's like more comforting for them. And then they deal with the money later. But Sadiq Bay, I think Sadiq Bay is a more valuable player. I would agree with that because his youth and because maybe some offensive versatility. But uh, I, I also Atlantic, get how about Atlanta give him five seconds for Sadiq Bay? <laughs> yeah. That's what made this trade happen. Really, yep. is yep. this was the the Warriors had to play center field on this thing, right? Like, okay, this is a team that wants Wiseman. This is a team that really wants Sadiq Bay. This is a team that'll take five second round picks. They had to maneuver it to get yeah, what they wanted. Yep. They always said that the threshold for like, you know, was can you be better than just a ninth man upgrade? Can you theoretically be in a closing lineup? They wanted a veteran that they, you know, in any given playoff game could be good enough to be in the closing five. Well, we know Gary Payton can be because we literally have seen it. So that that's why it happened. I mean, I, mean, I just that, don't want to underplay how much he helped them last season. Like he really was an important player for them. Maybe, you know, their sixth or seventh best player over the length of the season in the playoffs. You know, he's he's not a youngster. He's not a big scorer, but he is a, he's a ex, exceedingly valuable player for the Warriors. And I think they, they, they paid for it. It's I mean, like G get GP2. I'm a big GP2 fan, as y'all know. But just from a macro level and Tim, you wrote about it. I mean, that's a huge swing and a miss. Oh, no question. From, no question. I mean, that's a massive swing and a miss. And you, you, it, it's hard for me not to wonder, what do they get if they trade James Wiseman in the offseason? Next like, offseason. No, last no, offseason. Okay, more. They get more. But then you didn't know. You, you, it I don't wasn't know a- that you get that much more. He's coming off a meniscus injury that he missed like 15 months from. He but had after not 2021, have- where like they're 15 and five without him. You got your star. They weren't going to give him up. You know, then. when the they best time to have traded him would have been was draft day. day. Yeah, draft day. Yeah. Never picked him. Now, let's know? go through that. I'm agreeing with you. It was a bust. They it was a mistake, but there wasn't a lot behind him, right? If you're not going to draft Lamelo, which they we both know, right? We all know they were not drafting Lamelo. They were not. But, but Chicago offered Wendell Carter Jr. and the number four. Okay. Which yeah. in hindsight yeah, looks very yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, it looks Wendell good Carter looks good, but yeah, yeah you know, Carter, it would Patrick be Patrick Williams who went fourth. Exactly. There's not a lot of great players back in the off. I went through it. It's it's Halliburton who went 12th. Like that's the only really stud player. Lamelo is a very good player, but the stud player who's all-star level, that's the 12th pick. All those other guys did not are not there. Might get there, might not. Uh, I don't so, know. Yeah, and Yeka. <laughs> It's a pretty good. Yeah, he's not not an all star. I mean, they didn't get an all star, so it's not like they're. No, I'm just saying, there's nobody who is like you got. They missed there. They went high ceiling. They, you know, they're thinking we're in the second pick. We're not going to take some guy who we think is pretty good. We're going to take a guy we think could be great, and they didn't get it. And his youth and his inexperience and his, you know, not picking up what they do, maybe the developmental system, we've talked about it. It certainly did not work for him. Uh, my point was he was the same, right? He's the same right now in terms of the way I think he's picked up the offense, the way he's picked up their scheme as he was as a rookie. And that's a bad thing. Uh, it's a bad thing about him. His value is a bad thing about the Warriors coaching. You can't just keep trying to do it, though. You can't go, oh, my God, we need more value. We need more value. And then wait another day and wait another day. And, wait, and then that money piles up. 
and you might get less for him and you might have to cut him. You know, I was thinking like, if they get stuck, what are they going to do this summer? Like, could they like, you know, cut and stretch him? I mean, could they do, what are they going to do with him? They, so they moved him out, got rid of the money. I, and they I, got I, a I think you can always trade people. I, I feel like I, you yeah. can always trade, especially $12 million. But after 2021, when you got Steph and you got them, remember they were trying to get Bradley Bill and trying mm-hmm. to get like at that point, your ben stars Simmons. are telling you, yeah, your stars oh, are telling you, right? Remember that? having that contract right yeah. now. Your stars are telling you, hey, man, we need we need somebody. We need somebody. We need somebody. But the funny just, thing is with the whole, st- you know, you mentioned the names. I don't think Bradley Beal would have made sense for Andrew Wiggins just straight up at this point. Uh, ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins. You'd rather have Andrew Wiggins considering last year's playoffs. So um, there are alternative paths that you could have got more value from Wiseman, but I'm not sure they would have been good deals for the Warriors. We, I mean, we just we don't we don't know that. But I'm I'm just saying to hold and hold and hold and blow through the windows where you can get some value to now just be like, eh, what can we, what's the best we can get? That, I can't argue with it because I did the same thing. Like that's I was tough. like, I going into this season, I was thinking he was going to be pretty good. I thought he was going to be a backup center team. Remember, top team with Jordan Paul on the second unit, run a slightly different stuff and he would produce some points, you know, defensively it was always going to be, a little sketchy, but you know, this was going to be a, a rim runner. This was going to be a guy who was such an athletic guy. And I think about six games convinced me six games with a couple conversations um, with people whose opinions I value changed my mind. Like this, like is that six games, eight, whatever it was, whatever it was that for what three and seven was the start. I think yeah. you just had like, this is what he really is. Like it, the off season did not change him. And Slater, you, one thing you said really like, you were talking like watching his G League games, and I asked him what he looked like, and you said he looks the same. And that's a problem three years into this. Like, if he looks the same, and you're still going to have Steph Curry and Draymond Green on your team, that's not going to work. It's simply the numbers absolutely spell it out. Just a disaster anytime it's on court, and especially a disaster killing Steph's minutes, which are very important. Um, at some point you just had to say, this is not working. What can we get? But I was not there until like 10 games. I think the 10 games really matter. Like I was like, you must get that, that fourth year option. You must do these things. Cause he's got this value. He was a second pick. Look at it. Look at his athleticism and 10 games in. And I, you know, maybe it took le- a lot less than that for some of those warriors guys, but maybe it's what it took for some other people probably took more than that for uh, a couple others in the organization. But it matters. Ten games matters. Like the things you see matter. You know, everything balances to a point. Where you go, okay, I can't see it anymore, and move on. And I did think it took the beginning of the season to do it, at least for me. So I can't blame them for thinking that he was still was valuable going into the season. That once he he stunk. He oh, I can blame him. Like, yeah, the, no, no, I, I, yeah, you no, can, you can. The I, idea I'm, is. I'm not saying I can't. Were, I'm saying I can't. The idea is not necessarily that they were wrong to think he has value, but it's weighing what James Wiseman could be and what they thought he might be with what they actually had. And I don't know at any point after the first 20 games of his career, if anybody was like 20 games of his career, after the first 20 games of his career, did you think this is the center? This is the future of the Warriors? No, no, I did not think I thought thought we knew that quickly that he wasn't that guy. After about four games, Steve Kerr said he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are some quotes. I mean, no question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the fact Warriors. that he started his rookie game, they couldn't yeah. even. You could yeah. see it. You could see that this guy could do some things, and he still can. And he might do it in Detroit. He might do it in his fifth year, in his eighth year, whatever. There are things he does. I think what it took, it took three years for maybe, you know, a consensus to say the stuff that he does that we are so excited and, and we heard about, remember that camp he was doing or whatever he was doing even before camp because he was out from training camp. Like he's just taking the rebound and going down court and dunking it. There's just athletic, you know, electric athleticism. It wasn't showing up in the games. It wasn't showing know it's up funny? in the game in a day like- after day. The highlight play of his career was in Detroit. Remember, it was like his third or fourth game. They hadn't even played a home game yet. And he had was that, that the full court? Yeah, he blocked. I think it was Plumley was on the Pistons at the time. He like just swats a Plumley jumper and then goes coast to coast, Euro step dunk. And it was like, oh, they might have drafted Giannis. <laughs> like, it was like, oh my. Hey, it, it looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he can do that stuff. Absolutely. Just then I think this, the, the inability to pick up what they need to do, the instinctual stuff. And he got timid. He got hesitant. And it was getting the worse. Expectations, I think it was getting, the expectations yeah, yeah. weighed on him, no question. Um, and I would say the one thing that I don't want – there shouldn't be revisionist history on is, you know, when you go back to them drafting him, obviously they're coming off 15 and 50. Clay Thompson tears his Achilles the day they draft him. They know going into that next season – they're not a contender, right? Because Clay Thompson's disappeared. And even the year they won the title, we all know going into that season that they, they like we were all like, eh, five, six seed, trying to be optimistic. You would say that. Like part of the reason they drafted and 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 were so comfortable with this project is it seemed more reasonable at the time. And we clearly know what the organizational mindset was that this there's no longer is a title core and they needed to look to the future. Now that was proven incorrect. But that is why they drafted and kept him for a while. They wanted a star. Yeah, yeah. They wanted a star, right? That's they wanted a difference maker, you know, difference making talent. Go ahead, empty. It's just, I'm just it's very it was just very clear that what they'd hoped wasn't gonna happen. Not anytime soon. And to me, that was the time. Whenever that moment was, that's when you say. But you're saying it was his rookie season? Is that what I'm you, saying after his rookie season, yeah. you just knew. After his his rookie season was Steph's arguably best season of his career. You're talking <laughs> no, about right? the play. That's the play. Yeah, that wasn't Steph's best. Steph was incredible. 2016, 20, look at the numbers in 2016. I'm just, I said look, arguably. Look at, yeah. Arguably. 2016 is one of the greatest offensive seasons. Of course. Of but time. arguably, he the, came back. Steph came the, back the, that The year. run, the run. Yeah, that run. It changed was, everything. Um, yeah, that run was. It and changed it did, everything. Correct. And that was when Pascal. Uh, 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 Kelly Uber. Kelly Uber. That's what I was struggling with. <laughs> Wanamaker and Wiseman all went out. No question. They went JTA. They went uh, spread the ball. No question. That Get Bazemore. Getting Bazemore was playing very well in that. You want to know the trouble 15 there, and five, though? 15 and 5. And, yeah, that mattered. I mean, you know, like the players who couldn't fit, they got them off the board, and they went with the guys who could, and they went 15 and 5, and they felt good about it. And that did – change the calculations but then Wiseman missed the entire next season and they win a championship so it's hard to like where does Wiseman fit in all this uh I thought I think it was still hard to plot until you saw it this season I mean but we we all know though no matter how hard it was to plot there was nothing to plot because he yep. wasn't going anywhere yep. it wasn't like ah, let's see what's out there we got no it was like no this is our future period <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, with, with some reservations, I think you got to remember at the time. Also, they're feeling themselves because they they 
have the seventh and 14th overall pick coming up. And it was like, wow, we got a chance to really explode this like bridge to the future. And like, look, I mean, Joe Lacob is who he is. We know you remember Marcus, you remember him at the press conference the day after they drafted Kuminga and wise or Kuminga and Moody. Oh yeah. It was like, you know, we've got this gold mine awaiting just under this core. And it's just like, that's just the reality of what they were thinking at the time. And it was extremely ambitious and at least the Wiseman part of it, they swung and missed, but you could say if Kaminga works out and Kaminga is becoming so valued at the deadline that they were very hesitant to put him in any OGN and OB talks that if he, if he pops, you, you can kind of absorb the, the Wiseman miss a much better because you've got, Kaminga in a D'Angelo Russell flip, and he looks like a potential. Absolutely, you know, no question. Yeah. And I feel like if they got somebody really good, or not really, I mean, obviously it's limited on what really good is. But if they got somebody useful in the buyout market, and you put you got GP two, you basically find a, a auto porter reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a name, but we go go go. You me. know, uh, say it, say it. If they do that, I mean, that's a. That's a pretty good setup. To, I'm just saying, like, it's just a wild thought where we began with Wiseman to where we ended. It's yep. just, I agree, that's, that's, I agree. But you know what? That's, you, you, that's impressive. Things change. Events happen. You have to deal with the results. I mean, I, I was saying this like with with the four and their quarterback situation. You just like it was going to be this guy, then it was this guy, then it was this guy, and then you went back to this guy. And you can't say, well, because we all set it up for Trey Lance, we got it. You, 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 like you have to like go with the results, and the results to me didn't really line up until the first. You know what 10 else matters here season. too? You got to remember stuff that happens post him being drafted. Jordan Poole turns into a twenty eight million per year type player. Like, whoa, that does some stuff to the books that they didn't see coming. Andrew Wiggins plays himself into another contract. They didn't see that coming. So suddenly, you know, the money is flooding in in places that they didn't think it was coming. And the fact that Wiseman went number two compared to, let's say, Moses Moody, another guy that could have moved off today and didn't. Well, that's he's got far bigger salary, which means, you know, far more tax money. And that's, you know, he's a little bit if Wiseman wanted to stay. And I think we all would all agree this is probably better for his career, but he was making too much money. That was the big problem. Yep. I think again, let's go back to that 15 to five. That was Steph extending it. Like this is not Steph getting hurt and then falling off at age 33 or whatever it was. This was Steph saying, I am still one of the best players in the league and I will be one of the best players in the league for an, an, several more years. This window is not closed because I'm keeping it up. What Joe Burrow says the windows open as long as I'm playing windows open as long as Steph Curry's playing like this. And couple that with that it, do, it doesn't work with him and Wiseman. It just never. There, I don't can't think of a game when I went, man, that is really a good connection. That's problematic for them. You can't have your center who can't play with Steph Curry. Uh, you can't have a situation where you're stopping everything to get Wiseman in. And, and you could just see like Kerr was like, even in these last 10 games, he's like, I can't have him play with Steph. And that's not like there's just no good way that works for a young player. So I think that was important. I think Kaminga and, and Wiseman cannot play together. Like there's no way. So if as Kaminga rises, this is a minor factor, then Wiseman can't play with them. Like you can't have those two young guys on the floor at the same time. Cannot do it. So like there's all these limiting factors that just piled upon one each other and to the point they just had to move them. Now, Slater, do you think they move them if they can't get a player? today um if there was four second round draft picks whatever do they do it 
Yeah, maybe for tax money. I mean, I yep. do think it was kind of coming to a head. I mean, just being around the team recently, you just felt like how detached it all was. And like, yep. you know, it just re- read some of Steve Kerr's quotes the last month. Like he he was delicate about it and he was very, uh, I guess, um, you know, concerned about James's future. But he was also being pretty transparent that like the best thing for James's future is not being here. And he's not going to play here. And I'm playing Jamichael Green over him. I'm playing two-way player Anthony Lamb over him. Um, no, he meant literally Santa Cruz, right? He didn't mean at the time being traded in the in the press conference. Uh, but not. Yeah, no, I, well, I think you could read mean, into it. No, I think you could read into it. No, no, I, no question. It's Kerr just, was not going to play. Was not going to play him. Kerr was yeah. not going to play him. He decided that in November. I, I mean, I was sure of it when he said it. Like we were in that, it was a post game press conference. He said, Oh, by the way, we're, you know, James Wiseman is going to G League. He's like, What the hell? Uh, 10 games or whatever it was into the season, they're putting more than 10 games, but it's not a lot of games. And they're sending the former two, number two overall pick down, not benching him, you know, not taking away his minutes. They were sending him to Santa Cruz. That was it to me. I wrote that, you know, that, that was it that, that they were not. Steve Kerr had decided. Now it might have taken some other people a little bit longer, but. Steve Kerr was not playing him anymore. And then you had to move him. You did that, you know, $12.1 million next season for a guy who's not playing now. That's crazy. They couldn't do it. So I think they were going to come off of him eventually. And you might as well do it today. Marcus, um, do you think, let's just broaden this out now to the, the Warriors. Should they have done more at the deadline than just like, no. I don't want to say a pander move, but, you know. No, I, part of me. <laughs> Part of me thinks once the rest of the West blew up, I feel like you at least got to save some chips for the offseason. Unless you can make the move that puts you in it right now. Uh, But, like, like, I don't know who's the player that drastically jumps him the, up. The, the OG price tag got oh, outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, league wide. There's a reason that. he didn't I'm go anywhere. To yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have been just Kamingo. I'll tell you that. It oh, been, couldn't have yeah. been salary wise. Yeah. 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 And well, I mean, even, even just value wise, it would have been Kaminga, future first. Yeah. Two, two ones. And they don't, again, we've we gone over this. They don't have them in 23, 24, and 25. So you're talking about giving 26. Um, uh, and then if you're giving up that f- far out, it might be unprotected or, or very limited protection. So it would have been tough. I, you know, they could have done something. It, Sadiq Bay would have been more interesting to talk about, frankly, on the show, because we wouldn't know, like we would go like, yeah, it could be something he could score a little bit. Uh, we know what GP two is. I think we're, we're all solid about that, but I think Sadiq Bay is about the best level talent they could have gotten like, and they did get him, and then they traded him. I don't know what else they possibly they, they couldn't have gotten portal. I mean, they look, they could have they could have like Jonathan Kaminga could have gotten them a better player currently than Jonathan Kaminga. The concern would be, you know, I mean, like OG Ananobi, like Jonathan Kaminga could very easily exceed what OG Ananobi will ever be in this league. But he probably, yes. if you really wanted to do it, could have got you Ananobi, which, in my opinion, puts you more in the title race this season. But it sounds, I mean, Marcus, your opinion seems to be like. Look, KD's in Phoenix. You, you might be cooked anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, there's. I don't think if you get beating Phoenix, it's if it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because of Steph, Clay, Draymond. You're like, there's nobody's on the market is gonna make you be like, yeah. Now I beat Phoenix, right? So Jander, Jared Vanderbilt is what's gonna be the difference. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna put him on KD. <laughs> but I do. But we all know that 
a, a version of, you know, the, the come to Jesus moment is coming in the offseason. Like what Draymond's going to do, how they end this season. And to me, knowing that that's coming, uh, if you got to get off somebody, like if you got to remake the roster, like I just don't know about giving up all your pieces for, you know, a player who might make you marginally better in the West that just got significantly tougher. Right. Cause even just forget this year, these dudes are going to be tougher next year. Right. Then they're going to add pieces to whatever didn't work. And they'll be better next year. And then now, now Denver's got to get in the arms race. Right. Like now, like this is how it was when the Warriors had the, the big team, everybody's trying to take you down. So I feel like, I'd rather see Kaminga on this team, see how far he can go, you know, like see what Moody can do, like see if anybody can be a, a, a figure who can help you at some point. And then in the offseason, see where you are. But you got some young, you got some pieces to actually work with. Instead of giving it all away, getting marginally better and then hitting the offseason, now you got nothing. And then, by the way, then when you can make these moves, knowing what Draymond's done. Like, I don't know if you want to yeah, make yeah, moves exactly. without knowing what Draymond's going to yeah. do or well, without knowing what you're going to do with Draymond. I, I do think that they're going to try to uh, – I think this is headed towards them trying to sign him to an extension. I, I don't know what kind of money. Uh, I think this, this is heading towards them trying to extend this window uh, at least a couple more years. We'll see how well he plays. We'll see what the, where his mind but is. But you can't win without him. So like, I don't think you can. And yeah. moving – you know, I was it was told to me – like during some of this period we're talking about when there was questions about Wiseman early, you know, first year, I think might have been end of first year. And someone was telling me, like, not Joe Lakeup, no, not the number one guy, it was somebody else saying, Wiseman is our backup for when Draymond leaves. Like he's not Draymond, but we're going, when we don't have Draymond, we will need a backline shot blocker. And we don't have one right now. And that's Wiseman. Now, but this is, me, this is it, doesn't that, that make yeah, it that's more changed. clear he wasn't that guy? Yeah, exactly. And but I'm just saying, in, if you say I'm gonna saying need that 20, all right. If he was like, we're gonna need somebody to get some buckets, I get it. But if you're saying this is our Draymond placement, not not like I, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I know what they and, meant. Like they mean like we they're need, going we to need re- a defensive yeah, anchor. They're, they're gonna reconfigure yeah. this and they do need a shot blocker, and they don't have one, and they're thinking, okay, this is what he could be. Uh, and maybe it won't be someone who can do it right away. But I'm only saying that, obviously, things change, minds change, is if you move that piece, which was $12 million, you have a little bit more wiggle room to say, okay, Draymond, what do you need? Like, what? how can we do this? You're best with us. We're best with you. We have moved off some things. Now, they'll still have the Peyton player option, and I assume he'll, he'll pick it up. So there's, they're not getting off of all that Gary. money. Yeah, Gary's got three years, eight. And so he's eight. so he's so he's got next year, then a player option. Yeah, he's got three yeah. Years, Okay, so they got that money. That's you know, it's less than the Wiseman money, but it's not all the Wiseman money. Uh, and this protects him a little bit. It looked like Divincenzo's playing himself yes, out of their yes. price range. Yep. It seems so, uh, and he's got the player option that's pretty cheap. So if he gets a payday it won't be with the warriors so i guess having peyton back which is weird to say but peyton could be maybe the divincenzo replacement. replacement who was the peyton replacement yeah i do think there's going to be some dollars available that we hadn't thought about that they can they can move to draymond they can move around some more money and they can stay under you know whatever the number is going to be 410 400 uh i haven't done the math of it but i just feel so i don't know you could tell me if i'm wrong if you sense something different, it just feels like it's something headed towards 
now this is up to Draymond. It's not up to them. And we don't know where Draymond's gonna head's gonna be, but I think it's headed towards them saying, okay, Draymond, two for fifty. Like, you know, well, whatever, you know, what some number that they can try to throw out there that's gonna be make sense for them, and we'll see if it makes sense for Draymond. I feel that's what where this is headed towards. I think it's gonna matter what how this season ends yep. and um what Bob Myers does and just like uh, yep. you know, if if this is going play in an ex- expiration date me a lot deeper questions than i agree i agree so much depends on the mood coming out of where where they get to how they all feel how healthy they are at that time what where steph is uh but they're not gonna win and the window closes when draymond goes i mean the serious window steph is always going to take you to a certain level but the, the the serious window closes when draymond goes it just does and i think they're sort of ready for that at some point you know into the not too distant future but they also know that and that is a pretty large chip for for draymond to have in his back pocket so when you see everybody retool is joe slater is joe saying all right we got to gear up for <laughs> we got to gear up for the west what do we need to put around our big three like do you feel like that's what's happening like in the next season, yeah, yeah. Like we're gotta start preparing for. We gotta deal with a tough West over these next. Steph's got three more years after this. How do we compete for three years? When before it was, mm, what do we no, do with Steph? I don't. Out? I don't think they're there. I think. I think they're just trying to. I think the Peyton move was about. All right, we owe you another shot at this title. Here is a player that you know can help you in the rotation that you all trust, coaching staff, veterans you trust. Go get after it and see what you can do. Prove to us again that you're still title worthy. If you are, then yeah, we'll you know, we'll probably try to have to continue that into the future. But if you're not, I think there's a chance there's more of a pivot this summer. And you know, the league's probably gonna rattle again. You know, what's Kyrie's free agency gonna look like? All the different things. So no, I don't think this was a statement today that like committed for the next half decade to, to all the big guys. I still think that's very much a question. Personally, I don't know what you guys think. I agree. I just think you, you can make a lot of decisions. What do you pivot to? Consecutive, consecutively, as opposed to like make a move now and then Draymond does something different and then you you know you, you, you want to, and we know Myers, right? He, he he likes to have these things all lined up go boom, 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 like he did this deal. He went four-team deal uh, that, that made this possible. He didn't do one at a time. All of them had to happen at once. I think there's some question, you know, Wiggins could be moved. Poole could be moved. Like if they need to move off some money, Marcus keeps reminding me that that Clay could be moved. Like all that could happen, but you don't do that now because it's scattered. Like you don't know the other things that might happen down there. They have no control of the Draymond situation. If it's Marcus, up to Draymond. Marcus, is your question more like, do they go all in this summer? Because my thing is, that I bet you they're like going to want to elevate Baldwin into a, a more prominent role. They're probably going to want to use their first round pick, especially if they if they're playing range. You know, we're talking about maybe like the sixteenth, seventeenth overall pick. Like, I still think that they're they still do view a second layer, younger layer of this roster rising. Now, James Wiseman is no longer part of that, but you know, they didn't throw the farm away today. I mean, I guess the idea of a pivot would be we're not going to pay $350 million for a roster that's not going to win a championship. So do you now get under the cap? Do you pay under the cap? Two hundred million? Like exactly. What are you, you get? What under is the, by the way to get to three fifty? even to get to three fifty, they'd have to, to make some cuts. Like, so, so, I mean, so, Draymond. yeah, so well the, then, then they would be at three fifty. Yeah. So, so then they're, they're just, uh, is the pivot. All right. We just going to rock with this. 
kind of expensive play-in team for a few years until Steph retires. That's part of why I think if it's playing in expiration, like the changes could be swifter than maybe. I, I think it's seems. yeah. I agree. I mean, Draymond is obviously the one we're putting aside, but it's it's Pool and Wiggins. Like those are the. Uh, it's also Clay Thompson's on a mega no, deal. Yeah, no, quite. I mean, it's a, that's a tough one, and I always put it to side too because it's you're not getting value back even close for Clay. You're just not. Uh, it's a monster contract. You're going to take some bad money back. It's tough. Uh, but yeah, it's another one that could come off. I just think you could retool with similar talent if it's Poole or Wiggins or both. You can. Uh, but I don't think they want to. I don't think it's, you know, the, the, probably the easiest move. But those are the two I think you can't, like, you could get something for Jordan Poole. You really, you could, like, you, what, you, you could get a top 15 pick for him easily, I think, easily. Like that kind of stuff would be Poole and Wiggins if you're looking to to move around value and get value back. Potentially, but also I mean Poole's young. He's yeah, a, I mean that, again, there's a, re- yeah, there's a reason why you don't on. want why you don't want to give him up. Absolutely, uh, oh, but I'm no, just saying what you mean. The entire fan base wants to give him up. <laughs> if it's not the ones I hear from, uh, if you're the, I'm just taking Marcus's question. If you're looking at okay, we got to do some things here. Either we're not going to be good enough to go up against Phoenix and or everyone else, Dallas, whoever, uh, or how do we get to that point where we're two steps away? Those are the names I would bring up. Uh, and then the Draymond thing, obviously, is the hugest thing possible. That's So that's what I'm thinking. Like It's like if you're not in play-in and you're not trying to compete with the Denver, with Phoenix, right, with whatever Dallas is going to do, Memphis, yeah, Memphis. To me, the answer to that is, man, we got to just simply create another juggernaut if this one doesn't work. But the idea of saying, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna lean into our youngsters," I I just don't know if thirty is gonna be on board for that. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you basically starting over at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna existential again, yeah, questions yeah. are yeah. coming, including yes. as no. as everyone knows the jet the guy who architects this entire thing like you know that's another offseason question mark so um i just i think they're at the point now that it's like all right we gave you gary payton back you have the you know rotation that theoretically you could believe you can go chase down a title go try and then we'll reassess when you're done trying yep yep and draymond's decision is going to be a play a big part of this uh and where the health is what is steph feeling good or steph still you know having issues with, you know, with his leg, all these things are, are part of that. They don't know. And the money, what, how much money are they going to be willing to pay? And you're right. Mark. I mean, there's a way they could get under, like there's a way and then set themselves. That wouldn't, I don't think they could get under and sign somebody, but they could get under and then prepare themselves for a later run at somebody. And, you know, people want to play with stuff like that's way down the road. That's beyond existential. That's like, but that's how they do it. If you ask me how, how to, Joe Lake, even if Bob Myers is still part of this, whoever's running, it's okay. Let's get to a spot where we can add somebody who wants to come. Does Carl Anthony Towns want to come here? Does, you know, whatever that next guy who has an issue with his current team, whoever that Anthony Davis, if you want him, like there, there is going to be some, there always is every year. Can you get yourself into this position to say, okay, we're ready to pick this guy up. But that would take a lot of movement (laughs) as we know that would take a lot of dollars a lot of changing, but that that might be the way they do it. So, I wanted to go back to the present 
um, the their rotation now. We know their starting lineup if everybody's healthy. I mean, I'm including Looney in it. Their bench now is Poole, DiVincenzo, Payton. That's six foot four, six foot four, six foot two. Is their sixth, seventh, eighth man? Ninth man, you probably say it's Kaminga. Obviously, big, rangy, but we're talking about a wing. Um, Jermichael Green's probably played himself into the tenth man. I mean, like that's ten pretty good NBA players, but no backup center. Their three best bench players are, are smaller guards. I mean, we know Peyton kind of plays bigger, but like, what you are mean, they no backup smaller? center? Jermichael. It's not like Wiseman was playing. Yeah, no, no, it's true. It's true. I just mean like you know that it's a lot of guards. You know, yeah, that's where the the, guards, a whole lot of guards. It's it's for the lack of auto porter. I mean, it's actually not. I mean, if it's a lot of guards now, that's because it was a lot of guards before. The way I look at it, GP two takes all those ties your own minutes. (laughs) That's pretty much like he's he was getting a lot. He was getting a lot of minutes. So. It's pretty much. Would he be better guarding Damian Lillard than Ty Jerome was? I'm just trying to wonder if that gets theoretically possible. Yeah, but I, I mean, have you seen Ty Jerome's floater? Because I... yeah, that's also true. That's also true. Mark is going to fire up that three pointer for GP two too, though. So don't don't you worry about those things. So, I am curious I, about Gary, though, is what you they're, need. They're going to play small. I mean, I think it just we could just look at the roster. They're going to play small. Clay's going to play forward. Like it, Wiggins is going to play a lot of four. Like that. Just you can just see how it's happening. It already was kind of happening. DiVincenzo plays the three a lot, you know, in a small backcourt uh, with, with Steph and Poole, or they, they, they sort that out. I can see Peyton basically playing the three or the four. They're going to play small, and guess what? They're better at it. <laughs> this is what they're good at, uh, and it's an over – they're going to need somebody big. They run into, you know, Jokic or whoever. Maybe they sign a center. Maybe they move up a center. I don't know, but – Wiseman wasn't playing anyway. It wasn't like Wiseman was going to go play Jokic. Like that wasn't going to happen in the playoff right. series. The name so. I like, I, I kind of hinted at it earlier. Uh, Dario Saric went to the Thunder today. I mean, Thunder could buy him out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, who knows? I mean, he comes. He's a warrior kind of player. Though. Yeah, he's a warrior kind of player. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, and Kerr likes the international players. He really does. So when when the Suns one. came in and beat the Warriors, remember with none of their main guys, Sarge like was awesome, and Kerr was like super complimentary of him <laughs> post game. I was thinking, I was like looking at Roscoe. You know, Kerr usually likes to have an international player. He likes to have a Brazilian or somebody, and doesn't have one on this it's one. Who he is at his core, man? Luke Long, he's Luke Longley, international figure, man. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, he loves. Uh, Vialitsa, Jerebko, like Jurebko, they love, yes. yeah, they Zaza. love those guys. Yeah, they love those guys. And I really was looking. I'm going. I don't know that they have one of the kind of guys that Kurt likes. So, so uh, we'll we're not going to discount Jonathan Kaminga from the Democratic. That's true. Republic that's true. He's so young that I, I'm sorry. I, I just mean like the veteran. You know, they, he likes that veteran, craggy Vergeau Marcus, you thing. think you just meant European, don't you? That's no, what Brazilian, no, Brazilian. I said Brazilian. Barbosa. All those guys, those are curse favorites. We know those are curse favorites. Boris Diaw, he he just he, <laughs> uh, he he still dreams of the day that Nicholas Batum finally Batum, signs absolutely. on the Absolutely, there's another one. Oh, uh, oh Sergi Baca. Sergi yeah, Baca. Well, he doesn't there. seem to like that yeah, too much. He doesn't seem to like that international player too much because he's been available a few times and they have not been that interested. So. Um, um, the, the one thing I did want to say about Peyton, though, is like, I had something to watch over these next. You, you wanted know, to say he's shooting 52.9% from three. Is that what you wanted to say? <laughs> I, he missed the first 35 games of the season with an abdominal yep. surgery that lingered and was tricky. And he's talked about how not, not feeling like himself since he's come back. And 
you know, there's a reason Portland kind of just kicked him down to the Warriors. You know, he, like he just it hasn't been a great fit up there. You know, and I don't know how much of that is. He's just he didn't seem to embrace going to the Blazers. He kind of obviously always was longing to get back to the Warriors. He never really even wanted to leave. Um, but it's just, and we know that what his body's been through the, the cracked elbow in the playoffs. And uh, it's just, you know, he just, he, he has not had the impact with the Blazers that he did have with the Warriors because he, what he, he matters on a team that matters. <laughs> like you got, like what he does is relevant when when a team just like yo we really need that thing where i don't think portland is there okay he can guard one guy nobody's guarding the other four like, <laughs> <laughs> yes like, so what what is it what does it matter then i mean i i look i've talked to obviously a lot of people in gp2's camp considering you know half his family's from here i i, I really do think the fact that he wants to be here matters. He never wanted to leave. He hated leaving. I talked to him at Las Vegas Summer League, and he, he was like, he just got his payday, and he was like, "Yo, I don't want to talk about it." You mm-hmm. don't want. You want to talk about it? He was sad. Like he was like, he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay. He reluctantly took more money. So I do feel like there's something about happiness. I don't think they'll need him that much. They could preserve him. He's playing. He averaged 17 minutes with the Warriors last year. He averaged 17 minutes with the Blazers now. The problem is, you've got to, went to the Blazers for 27 million. It's like, yeah, can we get you for 25? <laughs> can we get you for 30? The Warriors just don't need that. Especially to me, what really helps the situation is Dante. Dante DiVincenzo helps them preserve GP2. And maybe Dante needs to be preserved as well. He was. Yep. He's he's looked a little bit tired down the stretch a couple of years. I don't know. Them legs looking good. He literally had the best dunk of his And, then, that was and then in the fourth incredible. quarter, he drives to the basket and doesn't even look yeah. at the rim. Yeah. Like he's just <laughs> catching on the warrior. That's the warrior flu. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, they don't they don't like layups. Uh it's not good. Uh, okay, here's a question. So GP2 gonna play 17 minutes a game. And then so who, where do those minutes come from? Ty Jerome. Well, Tyler Jerome was getting deactivated. Every so other that's that's yeah, yeah, you're yeah. talking about when Steph Curry is when back. Steph comes yeah, back. When yeah, when Steph is in in the playoff rotation. Let's just say the playoff. Okay, rotation. it you know this is where Jonathan Kaminga gets a little bit more buried. Yep, yep, I agree with you that. Know, he becomes the ninth that. man, really, because again, you're talking about Poole off the bench, Divincenzo off the bench, Peyton off the bench, Kaminga. That's year number nine. Yeah, I think Kaminga could play some center. I think that that might happen. I just think they're going to downsize, and that might take some minutes away from Jamal Green. Just coming already is playing some center, not too much, uh, but like he offensively, he's going to could play center, and defensively, he guards. You know, they're going to have a lot of guys now who can guard the perimeter players because Kamiga loves playing that guy. Of course, you can have GP two doing it. You got DDV doing it. Um, Guess who I, won't I, TK catch the ball inside the paint and kick it out for? They're going to say GP two will try to dunk it, and that's huge for them uh and is really good at it he's fantastic at it so they need that kind of thing how many times like just get a get the ball with the half lane to the basket absorb contact and get the ball in the bucket and th- that there's Kaminga's one of those guys Wiggins is the other and Steph it actually is, is, is a third and now they got GP2 as a fourth guy who might do that you, the rest you know of those guys. and that's to me why Peyton like his fit is so specifically good with the word they literally only need the two things he does. And that's it. Nothing else. Like, hey, do this. Right. And 
like don't do anything else. That's that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, stick a corner three every now and again. Ever since TK said he can't hit the corner three, she's like fifty <laughs> percent, like fifty percent for three. Um, my question is, my question is, here's the real culprit. You guys want a number that's probably not encouraging. What's what? he shooting? What's he shooting? Three dunks for Gary Payton this season. Yeah. Well, that Three. you know, he's not in that offense where he I'm gets, just saying, he, like, watch his dunkers, first five yeah, games, yeah, dunker like, spot make, where he can get. Nah, get, he's not. He don't. He don't. He don't look as springy. You know, he he's not looking as. And he talked about when he came back, like not. You know, there was a reason he took a while to come back. He talked about in his post-game pressure his body wasn't necessarily feeling that we'll see maybe just the warriors environment jolts him to life and he's the same gary payton we've always seen but there's eh. yeah i think he'll play the same defense though he looked pretty good playing clay uh the other night uh i think he will again he might get hurt but i think the defense is still there he was sticky he was sticky around clay clay was having trouble and it was you know he was hitting some shots but they were a lot of times when payton wasn't on him or he was on the move, and then he had, then he didn't get hot anymore because he was on the move. And he couldn't you know, make those. You know shots. who? You know who didn't have a problem with him? Jordan Poole with GP two. <laughs> yes, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, was it was that was. I, I felt like they had practice battles where they he kind of knew a little just, bit. Like, just I, if familiar. I had to pick somebody who would give Jordan Poole a problem, it would be GP two because Poole is loose with the ball. Yeah. That feels like. It feels like GP2 preys on that, but man, he could not do anything with Jordan Poole. Yeah, it, was, it was very Jordan, weird. Jordan's a great, unique offensive talent. Absolutely unique. It, that, that, that was weird. Uh, th- so, but the the real, I, I don't want to say victim, like, because he's fine, but I mean, this getting GP2 almost like ends any chance for Moody, doesn't it? I mean, not that he had much anyway, <laughs> he but he so, so we're going to go. So he's going with the same Wiseman plan. <laughs> of essentially not playing in year two yep yeah i can't i I can't see it i can't see it he already wasn't playing so i mean before he was like it's ty jerome getting minutes over him and it's like maybe a different position different position yeah but it's still like a a perimeter but it's like now there's nobody he could play over i i agree but i would say this like moses moody in the playoffs last year you know gary payton breaks his elbow against the uh memphis they're playing dallas Damian Lee's struggling. Moses Moody gets his rotation spot. Moses Moody plays well three straight games in the West Finals. Like the difference between him and Wiseman is if something like that happens in the playoffs and you go to Moses Moody because, to, you know, DiVincenzo sprains an ankle, Peyton's out for a few games, you need somebody. I would be more confident in Moses Moody than if, like, you had to go to James Wiseman in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Because Moses Moody's shown it. He showed it in the West Finals. And his position is just more important because you can play him at different spots. You can put him out there defensively. But I don't think he's going to. (laughs) I mean, they're they're further down the line on that. Uh, And uh, I think he's not as good as he was last season for whatever reason. Uh, It's going to be tough for him. And, you know, there's... They just got Kaminga who can play. They got, you know, that's got, he's ahead. Yeah, of he's like the 12th yeah. man. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just man. got guys they can throw out there that, that Kerr trusts more. And I, I, uh, I am agreeing with Kerr on this one. It just isn't there for Moody. And I do think Moody's a guy you can't, I don't think you say he's done, done, done. I wouldn't have been surprised if they traded him, but I'm not, you know, he's a guy you can go, okay, he, something bad happened, whatever it was last offseason, something good could happen to him next offseason and he could come back to camp playing better because i just thought 
there was something there that disappeared. It, so I think it's it could get, come back. Yeah, it was minutes. Get, oh my, yeah, but but what? <laughs> it was opportunity to disappear. Nah, I, I just don't think he's showing it in, in even the minutes. Yeah, I'm I was a moody guy. He didn't get a chance. Uh, oh, I do think he could he could get something back though. I do. I don't think the top end is anywhere near. He never was a top end guy, but man, that top end's even lower for him without the explosiveness, without the dynamic athleticism that he's just completely lost. But Slater. he can do some. He can shoot threes. I mean, he can shoot threes and be long and be smart. And you, it's you point can of find attack him defense that's that's hurting him. It's point yeah. of attack. He just yep. Slater, uh, uh, GP two sixty eight percent at the rim. Guess where he's good shooting threes. <laughs> Right corner, left, or left corner, left corner. Left corner. Left corner. He's a left corner. Left guy. He hit a right corner one last uh, yesterday. Yeah. He's a left corner guy. He Five for six it. from the left corner, where the Warriors wow. are among the worst in the league. I'm, He'll be parked there. We know that. He'll be parked there. <laughs> he's going to be playing with Steph, right? That he's going to play the Steph minutes. He's just so perfectly set up to play the Steph minutes. Uh, and you know, if Kaminga gets some of those minutes, he's got Kaminga on one side, pull on the other. They got some guys who can finish. That'd be interesting. It'd be interesting for Steph there. You know, so that, that you see, end of first, end of third quarter rotation. I, I'm curious to see that. Do you do do you see a buyout actually coming, or do they? Does that depend on how Jermichael Green looks over these next couple weeks while that stuff works out? Yeah, I think that they'll probably want to keep that 15th roster spot clear for a little bit. Just you know, unless there's a buyout that's like you know can't miss, got to secure him. You mean um, like Russ? <laughs> yes, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, um, then maybe, but my guess is they'll probably stretch out Anthony Lamb's. You know, he has eight games left. They've kept him inactive and he stretched that out as long as possible. And then, you know, probably convert Anthony Lamb before the playoffs would be my guess. But, you know, pending a, buy- a buyout guy that makes sense, which which they will at least look at. Yep. I mean, I think they could use another big body, but. Again, they're probably not gonna play him. Like, there's nobody on the buyout market that I think they could get. Sorry, Kevin I Love. Guess, yeah, is he gonna get bought out? I thought Cleveland. Why do people keep saying that every year? He's like one of. He's one of like the Cavaliers are a contender yeah. in the East. And they, like, this isn't the Cavaliers. Any place, any place. Like, they're, place. They're better they, than the Warriors right now. Why is Kevin Love leaving the Cavaliers? I don't. Yeah, everything I hear, he's a leader. He brings them together. Like, why is he? I saw that name on the buyout. I think I think it's largely because he's in Cleveland and everybody expects him to want to just come to Cavs. And everyone forgets that, like, oh yeah, the Cavs have like Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland now, and they're like the three seed or something like that. Yeah, I that one I kind of went. What? Where? Why am I seeing that name? uh danny green like you know whatever he she seems like a duplication of a lot of things they've got though uh, i think he's a really t- battle tested player clay might have to have a say on that one uh but <laughs> you know i i don't know I, I don't know is there a player you know I, i'm always like so, there's always a player too who surprises you but i always kind of make fun of the buyout market because everyone goes crazy i remember remember troy murphy was bought out i think and people were just going nuts. Oh my God, where's he going to go? Reporting the bidding, it's incredible. Dan Fagan was, you know, bless his soul, was alive back then. It was telling, oh my God, this is like a, this is incredible. All the people lining up for Troy Murphy. He like played, I think he signed with Boston or something. He played like one game, right? And it was like this. People get excited by names, and these are guys are getting bought out for a reason most of the time. Occasionally, there's a difference maker, or not really, and I don't think it would be for the Warriors. Uh, I think well, yeah, I think it's likely to be Lamb. Lamb's going to be the fifteenth so, at the end of the season. Some other names uh, out there, apparently. So the Spurs got Dwayne Detman. Is he going to yeah, play that, for them? 
Dwayne no, Dedman's getting bought out. Yeah, I think he's getting bought, bought out. out. Now, that's a name that the Warriors... That's your guy. Yeah, I always say him, and he never ends up with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. clearly must be a reason why he never ends up with the Warriors. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's very good, uh, but there, there's a name. I mean, that's a big guy that they could plop in there, but I don't think he's... I don't think he's better than Jermichael Green, you know, so you know, I don't know how that exactly helps them. That That is a name. That is a name that, that always comes up because I bring it up because I just thought he was an interesting player when he was here, however briefly that was. He shoots threes, you know, ru- fairly rugged, but I don't think he's a good player anymore. So, by the way, apparently there's something going on with Kevin Love and the Cavs. He hasn't played. Hmm. Uh, like, he's like seven seven dmps or something i think that's why is there actually any rumors of him getting bought out though it's just what they're saying like on the you know if you look up who's the buyouts like kevin love something's going on he's not playing yeah i I don't think it doesn't it wouldn't make sense but you know where kevin love will when i sign lakers lakers Lakers. no uh what about um if andre drummond is bought out do you take him no 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 He's not a guy that they would play over Jamal Green. It's got to be somebody that you like, see could play over somebody in the rotation, and I do not see Andre Drummond as that. And he's not a Steve Kerr kind of player, put it that way. He's not a catch the ball, make a quick decision, and then cut kind of guy. And I really actually do like Sarge as an option. So yeah, Sarge fits it much more. Uh, I, I could see him playing some minutes. I don't think it'd be big minutes, but I could see him play some minutes. There's no Our one else. Tim, it looks like Marcus has. Paused. Dropped out. Well, so, let's. Oh, back oh he's on. back. Oh, again. that was a that was a right quick in time, one. Marcus. I think it's time to to take us out. Man, y'all hear my Andre German question? Yeah, we, well, you we asked did. it and we answered it, okay. and then you, you got cut it. out. We real quick. Sure. <laughs> I was trying to use that to get up out of here. Uh, all right, Lake, Lakers come to town. The new look Lakers on Saturday. Yeah, that might game. be worth a pot. That might be worth a might post. Be. I, I think I will a... not be there for that. So you guys go all ahead right, and have a good Marcus, time. Saturday prime time against yeah. the team you once they've covered. Playing, they've been playing too many Saturday games. That's a Saturday's a family night for me, and I've been missing it. So I'm going to have a family night. So. I just announced this on the podcast, but that, that's Saturday. Aww. Saturdays are Saturdays are family nights, and I haven't had well, how many fa- they played Saturday nights and the 49ers have played a Saturday or the 49ers opponent in the future playoff is a Saturday. There's been a ton of Saturdays in a row, so I am not going to. This one I'm taking off. Ladies and gentlemen, we end with family man Tim Calipari. Until family next time, time, we are out. Stay up.